Fun Christmas Special. Hello and welcome to the Dadcast Christmas Special 2017. On the show today, we'll be talking about nativities, hidden graffalos, and a special Christmas message. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Welcome to the Perky and Man Christmas Special! Hello. Yeah! Hello, Mr. Perkins. How are you doing? And listen, there's lots to catch up on. We've got lots to lots to talk about today. Loads and to I know talk about. That, and I know there are a few things that we needed to talk about last time. Uh, so let's get straight in there and we'll do the non-festive stuff and then we'll get into the festive stuff. Hey! Looking forward to the festive stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. non-festive stuff is, uh, yeah, obviously, if you've been listening to the last podcast, I've got a new baby, Emily. Yeah. Um, How's it all going? It's been really good. Although it's been quite difficult for Matilda, the two-year-old, because I don't know if it's in any way linked, probably psychologically, maybe it is. Maybe it's like attention grabbing or something. But she's had a couple of uh, hospital visits, which have been a real pain. I mean, first of all, the, the, one of them was she got her finger trapped in the hinge of a door, which was Ooh, that's horrible, nasty. horrible. Yeah, that's nasty. You know, we took her to A&E and they were straight away like, right, you're going to Tooting tomorrow, going to book you in. The plastic surgery team are going to stitch it back on. And, and so just it was just a horrible, horrible nightmare, you know, because you, you think your little one is unwell and you can't really explain it to them. And because she's so little, they couldn't just stitch it. They had to put her to sleep. They had to, you know, put her oh, on no. general anaesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I so, didn't know like, about this. That's awful. That's no, awful. it's really horrible. So, like, Rachel went in with her when she was put under and, and she yeah. had that moment. And so I had the moment of when she woke up and, oh, my God, she was so confused and so just completely baffled trying to rip all the wires out and all sorts of oh, stuff. That's, so, yeah. Oh, that's awful. Bless, bless. That's really, was, she, was she sick as well in, uh, when she woke up? No, she wasn't actually. No, no. She was really hungry because they... The, the thing is, <laughs> um, the first thing that, that that Tilly does when she wakes up is she wants food. Like, if you don't feed her within 10 minutes, then she's, like, begging for snacks and food uh, and bananas. I get, yeah, fair enough. I get that. I get that, yeah. <laughs> so with this, they said, OK, you've got to come in. You've got to be here for, like, 9 o'clock or whatever it was. I can't remember what time we were asked to be there. But she can't eat anything from midnight the night before. So we woke up and we're like, whatever we do, do not mention food. We set our alarms early so we could go and have breakfast before she woke up. <laughs> like, don't mention food. And then we got there and in the waiting room, there was loads of toys for the kids to play with. Oh, yeah, of course. A kitchen. There was food. <laughs> but luckily she didn't kick off. But, um, but yeah, it was just horrible. But do you know what? They heal so ridiculously quickly. Did your kids ever have any sort of injuries like that? I know they had sicknesses and things, but did they ever have like physical injuries? I can't remember. I remember. No, it's I'm healed sure. So quick, the memories yeah. are healed as well. I can't remember. They they must have done. They must have done. Um, you know, cut, yeah, like things are like cuts on fingers and stuff that just sort of a few days and they're gone. It's crazy. I mean, we had an appointment the week later to go back to Tooting. So it happened on a Saturday. The um, operation happened on the Sunday, and then the following Monday. Tilly and I went back in to go to the uh, dressings specialist or the the what's it called the dressings club or something I can't remember what it was called mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and went in there and so the lady took all the dressing off and she looked at it and she was like yep it's healing really really well and so I was expecting her then to put like another dressing on to take home and um, she just put this little plaster on over the top of her finger and I was like sorry is that just a, you just put a plaster on she was like yeah yeah but that's just because you're out and about so when you go home take it off what? <laughs> With my girls, they get sort of plaster envy. So if one of them has a plaster for something, the other one says, oh, I want a plaster. And then we'll find something to put the plaster on. 
even yeah. if there's nothing there. You yeah. know, George has done it a few times. I want a plaster. He's like, George, you don't need one. My, I want one. For what? Oh. Uh, for, for, for that. And he's like, George, there's nothing there. There yeah. is. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> she kept giving me plasters, actually, afterwards. I, I put it down to bed once and my, my back twinged. She said, what's wrong, Daddy? What's wrong? Oh, I've got a sore back. I'll give you a plaster. Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Pepper Pig is being blamed for more doctor's visits what? from kids. Yeah, it's it's because, well, as I said, I'm, I just sort of read it, really skimmed it, but um, about how they'll always go to the doctors for a, a cough or a, some, something quite trivial and kids are picking up on it because obviously Pepper Pig is, has oh, yeah. and is still very successful. So doctors are blaming Pepper Pig. <laughs> because it's like, oh, I've got a cough. Let's get the doctor out. The doctor comes around. Oh, yes, have one of these. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> well, we had something um, not long after that, when Tilly was kind of you know better from the finger thing. Um, she woke up in the middle of the night. She'd been actually, it was just a couple of days before Halloween, actually. And we'd been out to a big firework display in Byfleet. And she was completely fine during the firework display. And then the next morning, she woke up about four o'clock, just screaming. So I went in there and she was a bit hot. So gave us some cowpaw, put her back to bed. And then she woke up again at seven o'clock and um, I went through together and she was just floppy, just really floppy. And they always say, you know, that's a, a worrying thing, isn't it? Your child is kind of just limp. Mm, so yeah. carried her back into the bedroom and it was just like, this is a bit odd. So Rachel said, you know, phone 111. And then I was on the phone to them and they were asking all these kind of ridiculous questions. Kind of like, when you say she's floppy... Is she like a rag doll, or is she? You know, it's just like she's just floppy. Can she? Can she touch her chin to her chest? And it was like she she might be able to, but she's not really listening to me. You know, can she put a hand in the air, Tilly? Put your hand in the air. Oh, she's not. You know. So it was really awkward trying to like get like exactly. Well, anyway, and it seemed really marginal. But they said, right, we're going to send an ambulance out to you. Said, oh God, okay, fine, fine, fine. Ambulance came out. Paramedics came in, did a couple of tests on her. By now, she was a little bit more alert, but, you know, still not great. Did a couple of tests, and again, it just seemed marginal. They said, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be an A&E visit. So I was thinking, oh, great, well, thanks for coming round. We'll, you know, we'll have breakfast and then take her to A&E. And then I realised, oh, no, no, that they're waiting for her, like, in the ambulance. Like, we have to take her <gasps> in the ambulance. So her oh. and I went in the ambulance and then got to the... A&E department and they did a couple of tests and they weren't, again, they weren't sure. It was very marginal. They gave her a bit of oxygen and then next thing we know, they said alright, we're going to take you up to the ward. So we went up to the ward and the nurse that was showing us into the ward was going you know, this is where the parents can go to make themselves you know, tea and coffee. These are the showers. Um, only one parent can stay. And it was like, hang on a minute is she staying overnight? They were like oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I stayed overnight with her and you know, it, she was, once we got to Amy, she was completely fine. And she was then just in the process of, you know, once they start giving you oxygen, it's a big process to sort of wean you off of the oxygen and make sure that you're yes. doing fine. But it's just not what I expected. <laughs> not, not at all. Oh, bless her. Is she, how is she doing now? Is, you know, is, is yeah, everything okay? Yeah, she's really good. She's really good. She's great. I mean, she's got a little bit of a cold at the moment, but she was very happy after the finger thing because she got a message from Robert the Robot. And part oh, of me is thinking right. she probably just wants messages from other people as well. Someone I know on yeah. Facebook knows Robert the Robot very well. So uh, I right. got a recorded yeah. uh, voice message from Robert the Robot, which is 
very great. I, I was probably more excited than she was, though. Well, yeah, that is, yeah. Well, we, you need to get Zuli from uh, Gojetters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Miss Pilar Orti, we'll get her. Oh, oh and actually, the other night yeah. I was working with somebody. He's, a, he's an impressionist called Lewis McLeod. I was doing this sketch show, this comedy sketch show. And um, of all the things he's done, the thing that excited me most is he is Postman Pat. That is exciting. That is, I mean, he's been many, many things before as well. He was in, he's in The Crown this series, and also he's Sebulba in Phantom Menace. Oh, the right. The voice of Sebulba, the, um, the producer. But uh, amongst many, 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 many things. Anyway. But Postman, Postman Pat. Pat. <laughs> well, I think we have had Postman Pat on trial before. And, and actually, in the new year... I think we're going to put Postman Pat on trial again. Getting back um, on trial, yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah, there's a, there's a few things. We, got, we can't cover it in this episode, but we will put him on trial again. But, um, oh, bless her. So anyway, onwards and upwards. And, uh, and, onwards and, and upwards. But you did yeah. say something the other day that I think is a message to all of us. Maybe it's kind of like a, a festive message, right? And I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to tell you the story and, and hopefully you'll get... I had some socks on and those socks had a picture of Peter Griffin on them. Right. <laughs> From Family Guy. So she was yeah. asking me, who is that guy? And I said, Peter Griffin. And I said, I know, I'm going to play you the montage of The Bird is the Word, which, you know, is a great bit. <laughs> and I, I watched dance. that with you years ago. Oh, it's, it's really good. And so I was showing her that. And I was going, isn't it funny, this dance and the way he's doing that? And, and she just looked at me and she said, Daddy, the dog is talking and was laughing <laughs> At the door. It's of course, of course, we look past that. We forget that the dog in Family Guy of course, talks. Yeah. He just accepts yeah. it. He just needs to. We need to just take a step back and and just see the bigger picture at this festive time of year and realise that the funny thing is that the dog the talks. Dog. Yeah, I love it. I love it. The Dadcast slowly weaning you onto solid parenthood. It's the Perky Man Christmas. Let's get a little bit Christmassy. Hurrah! Hurrah! Party poppers and party hats on and everything. Right. So, uh, have you got your mulled wine ready there? A little bit of mulled wine. Sure, I've got a cup of tea, that'll do. A cup of tea, yeah. (laughs) So, this week I went to not just one, but two... Nativities. (laughs) Nativities. <laughs> wow, one, you in for punishment. I, I know, hardcore. So one for Georgia, uh, my three-year-old, and one for Phoebe, my six-year-old. And I'll just briefly, briefly review them. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the so so a busy beast with, with Georgia's a three-year-old one. Um, apart from us sitting on chairs, which are meant for three-year-olds. So you've got a load of a load of uh, adults with their knees sort of near their chins because we were squatting down, nice. uh, we, <laughs> which is just funny straight away. You know, funny straight away. And on the wall they'd got uh, they'd they'd got a, a, a sort of a painting, quite a bad painting uh, of a of a, 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 a looks like a shed with uh, with nativity written on it, and then three <laughs> three wise men. And a kind of a, a blob for a star. It was quite funny. It was quite funny. <laughs> so essentially, it was a sing along with the staff of Busy Bees reading the story, and it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. And uh, essentially, all you're doing is you're looking at your child. So Georgia walked in. I'd chosen one side. She got positioned right on the other side. No. And she was she was looking around, and then she saw me and waved. And anyway, there were some kids crying, what, and what some did she kids. Play? What was her role? Well, she was supposed to be a star, but oh. we hadn't got a star outfit, and quite frankly, we weren't going to go and buy one. We'd got. One 
that was uh, Phoebe had, was a star last year, so we'd got a star outfit for her, but it was too big for George. So we said we'd got an angel outfit. And oh um, yeah, okay, just trying to build up art up. Yeah, all, all <laughs> no. we've got, all we've got is uh, is Mary. We've only got all a we've got Mary is, outfit. All we've got is a Mary outfit with the three wise men attached and Joseph <laughs> as a, as a hand puppet and and lots of sheep and stuff trailing her. <laughs> so so anyway, we're so we, angel fine. She she came in. It's funny because you could obviously see that this year's angel outfits in Sainsbury's or whatever because there are about five kids with exactly the same angel outfit and ours which was bought two or three years ago George was the only one wearing that it was really funny so angel 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 oh it's a different one here (laughs) retro vintage yeah yeah exactly um but the great comments were just as all the kids were in and one of the staff members said you know so where's Harry and the other one went oh Oh, Harry's going to the toilet. <laughs> just like, just think, thinking sort of professionally just before the, the show goes on. You know, you, you hear the DSM shout out. Where's over. Harry? Where's Harry? Oh, he's going to the toilet. So, you can know, say the, that the, your review of this nativity was that they were very unprofessional. It was uh, ter- terribly unprofessional. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to give I'm not going to give the staff uh, notes on their voice because they're, they're obviously not trained. But you know, <laughs> no, it was it was it was very good. The thing is, you you know, you frame it and you say it's a nativity. It is what it is, and and do you know what? Absolutely fantastic. But halfway through, there were two kids who were obviously competing. They were two wise men for who could be the loudest when singing. Brilliant. And I I did manage to get a bit of the recording, so I'll play that to you. Oh, uh, in a minute it's not as good as obviously being there but these two kids were out doing each other and in the end uh, they were just shouting it <laughs> you've got everyone else singing underneath <laughs> it was just, it was just this is part part of the fun of it you know and that, that's what makes it that's what makes the nativity that's so good that reminds me of a show years ago when we were doing a kind of a Christmassy show and my brother was in it and him and this little girl, uh, I think I can't what their roles were, but at the very end, they were told exactly where they need to stand for the bows. But she stood in the wrong place. She stood where he was meant to stand. <laughs> and so instead of just standing next to her or or even just tapping her on the shoulder, he picked her up and moved her. <laughs> <laughs> and he was See, tiny that... as well. It was amazing. <laughs> See, these are the things that make it. There, yeah. there, was, an- there was another child halfway through said, Mummy... I feel like I want to go to sleep now. Amazing. <laughs> so, Amazing. Yeah. And then it was only topped at the end by someone saying, are we nearly finished yet? <laughs> be like, Come on, I've got things to do. <laughs> did that get a round of applause from the parents? Oh, he did it. There's the point. That's what everyone's, you know, you, you laugh at that. And it's just all, it's, it's, it was very funny. It was, a, it, yeah, it, it, ridiculous, but very, very funny. Um, so I'm kind of assuming that the sort of experience of seeing Phoebe's one is going to be a bit of a disappointment because it's neither as professional as, you know, you or I playing the roles no, of... No, not at all. No, the tears, Jesus boy. and uh, Perky and Man are Jesus. Um, uh, <laughs> and But neither is it the sort of amateur youthful charm of George. No, it, no it's funny because actually because p- part of the charm was, was seeing George is the whole way through I did you know certainly when I've worked with companies and worked with, with kids as well it's like you know don't look at the audience don't you know I mean sort of don't smile them don't wave to them especially with younger kids as soon as Georgie walked in there was me looking for her smiling poking my tongue out waving <laughs> <laughs> and she was saying to me from the other side she was doing the take pictures mime and ma- yeah. a mouthing, take pictures, daddy. <laughs> it's just like, my God, a three-year-old, take pictures. But with, as soon as Phoebe's, you know, Phoebe's was wriggly nativity. 
the Wriggly Nativity, the which Wrigley, had a, a ca- yeah, which a Wriggly, which had a catchy catchy tune that Phoebe was singing in the days leading up to it, which is Wriggly Nativity, Wriggly Nativity, Wriggly Nativity, Wriggly Nativity. Somehow you just got to move. It's a Wriggly Nativity. Um, and uh, and essentially, the teachers say, "Okay, everyone, quiet down." And then they're saying, oh, you're so wriggly. OK, get get the wriggling out. And all the kids wriggle, wriggle, wriggle. It, it just, it's one of those things I think that you probably don't appreciate unless you've got a child in it. Because if otherwise you're just watching, or, or some, at least someone that you know well, because otherwise you're just watching a load of kids. But as soon as you make that connection, that's the difference. And it's like, ah, it's very cute. You know, probably a few years ago before I had kids, I'd be like, oh, it's just a bit, well, yeah, it's a bit rubbish. But I'd have, <laughs> but, I'd have more concerns about you if you'd just gone to a random school nativity before you had kids. I, than whether you're yeah. enjoying it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who, have you, who are you here to see? Uh, well, just anyone, really. Just, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it was a little bit of an issue because she, uh, she wasn't Mary. She wasn't Joseph, obviously, you know, in, in the uh, the transgender world that she could see. She could have been Joseph, but she wasn't. Sure. Sure. Um, and uh, I, she wasn't uh, a star and she wasn't sheep and, and this and that, an angel. Donkey. She was a donkey. She was narrator Number 13. Wow. Wow. Now, now it's interesting, though, because a lot of the kids weren't narrators. So it did make me think, well, OK, the kids who are narrators are the ones who can can, can speak and, are, you know, fairly um, clear and loud. So that, I, was, I was happy with that. I was happy with that because the majority of the, of the children did not speak. Um, as it went along the row and her line got nearer, I got really nervous. <laughs> I started to get sort of real butterflies. I was thinking, oh, God, just just get it right. Just get up, make it loud, make it clear. Please, please, please. And as I, as I, as she got up, I just felt my stomach turn. But she did, she did really well. And, she, you know, she was clear. Um, there's a few vocal notes I need to give her. I mean, she needed to have a little bit more nasal resonance. Sure, sure, um, a bit of diction. And I think, she, yeah, and I think she can connect to that centre. You know, use the breath a little bit better. But I think for a six-year-old, I think she's on the right track. Your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by Perky or Man. Merry Christmas! There's a book that was um, came out about ten years ago, probably a bit more, called A Wayne in a Manger. And I'm just going to read a part of the title story. Children, children, exclaimed the vicar, raising a hand like a crossing patrol warden stopping cars. Christmas is not just about presents, you know. It's really a celebration of a birthday. It's about the birth of a very special baby. I know what it recalled, said the small, wiry boy. The vicar interlaced his long fingers just beneath his chin in an attitude of a child praying and smiled. I am very glad to hear it, he said in that solicitous and kindly tone often possessed by men of the clock. It were called Wayne, the child told him. <laughs> Wayne? Certainly not. What a thought, cried the vicar in mock horror. It were, cried the boy, undeterred. Babby were called Wayne. No, it wasn't called Wayne, said the vicar, his jaw tightening and his voice quavering a little. He bit his lip momentarily. The poor man had imagined that speaking to a group of small children about Christmas would be an easy enough task, but he was now regretting he had ever agreed to visit the school that morning. The baby was called Jesus, the vicar told him slowly and deliberately. It were Wayne, persisted the child, nodding vigorously. Jesus, snapped the vicar. Wayne, repeated the child. I know, because we all sang about it in assembly. 
Oh, Wayne in a manger. No grip or a It's just great, isn't it? And it just sums up everything. And, and going to see the girls this week, it's like that make all of that makes even more sense now. You know, it's just the truth. It's just fun. So there yeah. you go. A Wayne I'm in a manger. So your looking spin. forward to Nativity. Oh, it's going to be fun. That's <laughs> going to be great. Um, I've got a couple of things. I mean, we should probably go soon because everyone needs to, you know, finish off. Um, Christmas doing the stuff. Christmas shopping and yeah. uh, trying to avoid Star Wars spoilers and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I want to just do a couple of things before we go. I mean, there's something that's been on my list to talk about for yeah. the last like six months, and I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to hold it over for another week. <laughs> I just wanna, have you heard about the hidden Gruffalos? Uh, no, no, right, I haven't. Okay. So in 1999, Julie Donaldson and Axel Scheffler wrote a book called The Gruffalo. And it was really yeah. successful, right? So Axel yep. Scheffler is the artist and Julia Donaldson is the author. And then when they've done books since then, they've often hidden a Gruffalo in the book. Okay? Oh, I did not know that. No, I spotted one and then was like, oh, this must be the only one. And then looked through the other books and was like, oh, my goodness, how did I miss it there? How did I miss it there? So for dads who over the festive period are going to be reading their children some books, maybe they've got some new books for their oh. children from the uh, the dream team of Donaldson and Scheffler. Here's a, here's a list of some of the ones I've found so far, okay? In The Highway Rat, yes. at the end, there are some biscuits in the shop that are shaped like gruffalos. Wow. In Snail and the Whale, outside the schoolyard, one of the kids has drawn a gruffalo upside down on the floor. <laughs> in Tiddler... The one with the fish. Yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of fish swimming about, and in one particular picture, there is a fish that is a gruffalo. It's a gruffalo fish, definitely a gruffalo fish. In Zog, the one with the uh, the dragons, there's a horse, and it's wearing armor, and the coat of arms is a gruffalo. And then ah. there's those more. I did a search for it to find out because I thought that must be must be all of them. In Tabby McTat, there's a cuddly toy gruffalo in a little pile of toys. In Charlie Cook, there's a drawing on the door. In Superworm, there's a gruffalo toy in rubbish. And in Stickman, there is a gruffalo bauble on a Christmas tree. So find oh, all of those. That, I'm going to post some on fantastic. Instagram. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I've got we've got a lot of those books, and they are just brilliant reads absolutely brilliant reads Look, if, so, if anyone um, listening has found any more then then please let us know i think i've got most of them there but there must be one or two that i've not spotted oh uh, well that is just fantastic and listen it is an ex-gruffalo who has just told me that mr perkins yourself, uh, yes. being an, an ex-gruffalo <laughs> Next in the west end and yeah. i saw you <laughs> i have gruffaloed in the west end I, don't, I think with that with that company with tall stories i don't think anyone is ever like an ex it's no, I was just going to say no. You always end up going back. You've got Gruffalo blood. That's <laughs> what you've got. Gruffalo, Gruffalo blood. <laughs> well, listen, Mr. Perkins, it's been fantastic. Uh, we are going to talk next week. We're going to do a mid Christmas and New Year's special as well. And uh, we'll see how everything's going. We'll carry on the festive fun. That but until then. Absolutely brilliant. Enjoy... Can I just do one Christmas, I do one oh, Christmas yeah. joke? I've got one yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah, joke. Yeah, what we got? Why did Richard Mann keep decorating the Christmas tree? <laughs> Because people kept saying moron to him. Hooray! Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Mr. Perkins. Take care and have a good one. Bye. Merry Christmas from the Dadcast. Subscribe to the Perkin Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com. 
by tweeting at DadCastUK or by visiting facebook.com forward slash DadCastUK. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, Tilly. Robert the Robot here. Now, Tilly, I understand you've had a bit of an incident involving the hinge of a door in a restaurant. 